Hey guys, I want to make sure that I introduce you to a company called Genie. Genie is absolutely amazing. As a matter of fact, I honestly wasn't a Genie fan until I met them at Expo and had an opportunity to really look at their product. I was blown away. They absolutely changed everything for me. They are building game-changing openers right now, and I definitely recommend you check them out. As a matter of fact, I went from selling 100% of one brand to now my installers don't want to touch them. They're selling genies, and they love them. Our customers love them, and you will too. To buy your genie, go to geniecompany.com and click the button where to buy to locate a dealer near you. Hey guys, welcome back to Aaron Overhead Doorcast. We did take a small break because we had to do a large event. Uh, we actually had our industry cancel our expo because of COVID. So, uh, of course, I decided I would do an industry event um, virtually. So, my team and I did a virtual event for our industry and it went so well. We had LiftMaster as a sponsor, Genie. Somer, we talked about all three of those uh, in the latest episodes. Uh, we also had House Call Pro um, and uh, Surewinder, which is a tool for garage door guys. But that's not why you're here. You don't want to hear about that. Uh, you want to hear about um, how, as a consumer, you can make better, more educated decisions on what products to buy and what companies to hire. So today we're going to talk a little bit about garage door repair. I feel like garage door repair is probably one of the um, best and worst parts of our industry in the garage door industry. Um, consumers have a tendency to have their spring break, which is probably the most common garage door repair issue that we see. And what happens when a spring breaks is most likely you won't be able to open the garage door. You'll notice that when you press the button, the door will open like four to six inches, stop. And then you can press the button, it goes back down. And you play this game, right, where where you press it a couple of times, it doesn't open. Um, and quite frankly, you could damage the door that way and the opener. So uh, if this happens to you in the future, press it once, check the spring. And the way you can check the spring is you can look to see if there's like a four to six inch gap, three to six inch gap in one of the springs. If you have a single door, most likely you have one uh, spring if it's torsion. If you have a double door, which is 16, 17, 18 foot wide, you're going to have um, torsion springs. And typically there's a bracket in the middle separating the two. If there's a gap at all in any of those, most likely it's broken. So what do you do at this point? Right? I mean, you're a consumer. You never had this happen before. Spring breaks. Oh, by the way, if you hear a loud bang, um, that is because the springs are under extreme tension and it's it's an instant release, uh, spontaneous release of that tension. So you'll hear a loud bang when the spring breaks. And there's three different types of springs, so I guess I need to go into that before we get into what you're going to do. So you have torsion springs. You have extension springs. Extension springs are going to be located on both sides of the track, right and left side, and they expand and contract as the door opens and closes. It's probably my least favorite out of all of them. Um, reason I say that 
is because I, I when I was in the field a lot, I would see a lot of those didn't have uh, safety cables ran through them. And I heard some horror stories. And I actually talked to customers where they just barely got missed by the spring. Um, I've seen chunks of those springs thrown across the room and into sheetrock. Um, they also act independently, so the door can be a little bit uh, like wobbly going down. But when those breaks, you know it because they kind of hang down and then the door just kind of goes crooked when you try to open it. So not a big fan of extension springs. So we're not going to spend a lot of time there. But torsion springs are probably the most popular. But you also have what's called a TMS tube, uh, Torque Master System. And Torque Master is uh, proprietary to a company called Wayne Dalton. A lot of people on new construction get Wayne Dalton doors because Wayne Dalton built a very inexpensive um, new construction builder grade door. And they put in these TMS or Wayne Dalton um, systems, the Torque Master system. And in that case, you cannot see the spring because the spring is actually inside of a tube. And we can go more into depth in this later, but there's three types. Regardless, those springs are your counterbalance system, and they balance the door so that the opener can lift and close it. And we talked in the previous episode about how the garage door opener is not intended to lift the weight of the door. The springs do the lifting, and the operator or the garage door opener actually just raises and lowers the door. It guides it through the track. So, spring breaks, door won't open, you got to get to work. What do you do? Well, first thing most people do is they go on their phone or they open up their computer and they search garage door repair or why won't my garage door open? And there are on the backside, on my side, um, thousands of companies like all over the country. I know uh, I was told by a local distribution company that there was over 6,000 dealerships, garage door dealers in the metro Atlanta area. And that was like three or four years ago. It's probably more now. Um, but all of these companies are fighting for repair business because that is how we eat. Those are, uh, repair business is how we make money. Yes, we sell new doors, but new doors, the margin on them aren't as good as repair. And that carries over to many different industries, not just garage doors, but you're going to have that same experience usually in HVAC or um, automotive. Like if you buy a car, most likely you're not going to make a lot of money off of the sale of the car. That's why they push using their service department because the service department makes better margins. But buying the car is better revenue for the dealership. So uh, selling new doors helps with cash flow and repairs helps with profit. So it's important for us as dealers to make a profit on repairs. And in order to do so, we have to acquire customers at a lower rate because garage door repair actually doesn't cost a significant amount of money. And that amount can vary broadly. So how much does garage door repair cost? Well, like I said, it can vary greatly uh, for us, and it changes according to the industry and um, expenses of our company, as well as um, inflation and 
things like that. One of the biggest issues that garage door companies have is we can't find people willing to work in our industry. What does that do? Supply and demand. Our current employees are then able to demand top dollar because they're skilled laborers in our trade. And now they deserve to get paid because not only are they good at their job, but they're rare. So now you have to pay these people top dollar, right? Especially if you want to get the good ones. So you have companies out there that'll um, like quote a one spring. So you'll call and they'll say, hey, uh, how much is it uh, if to replace my spring? And they may say, oh, it's $69. And you're like, what? That's weird. Okay, I'll do that. That's cheap. And they'll come out and they'll say, oh, okay, so here's your quote. Um, and it's $69 to replace the spring. That's what they charge for labor, for the broken spring. If you have two springs, it's extremely important that you trade, you swap out both, not just one. Because most, if not all parts on a garage door are built to last by cycle life. So once you open the door and close it, that's one cycle. Everything on a garage door is built for a minimum of 10,000 cycles. The average homeowner in Georgia, uh, which is where we're based out of, is going to get 10,000 cycles because most people use their garage door as their primary entry point between 6 and 12 years. And that's a broad time frame, but if you have a bunch of people living in a house, it's going to be like 6, 7 years, and they're using the garage door as their primary entry. That's it. If you have a family of two, and you guys use the front door and the garage door, uh, maybe it's 12. Uh, I've seen springs last 15, 20 years, but it just depends. Um, so we've got cycle life. we got springs. we got the cost of labor going skyrocketing, like going nuts. Uh, parts pricing right now, especially during COVID, um, is going nuts. We've had... I think a 20% increase on parts just since January. We're April 13th, 2021. So three and a half months, you're looking at a 20, 25% increase on parts. Absolutely crazy. Um, not many people are raising their prices either in our industry. And one thing you have to take in consideration is that most garage door companies aren't ran by professional business people, unfortunately. Uh, and the reason why I say that is because I think it's important. Most, I would say 95% of garage door companies started from a, like an installer or a technician that, um, became an owner. Maybe he got tired of being mistreated or he saw the dollar bills and decided he was going to go start his own garage door company. And I'm getting somewhere. So be patient with me. So we've got the rising costs. We got the lack of employees. We got the people that are employees who are starting their own companies. And um, so we don't have a lot of business people running these business, these businesses. And therefore, like a lot of these companies are one to two man shops. And I've seen some of these shops change names multiple times, go out of business. They go work for somebody else during peak season or during slow season. And they do their own thing during peak season. It just depends, right? Um, so all these guys are running around. But what's crazy is 
a lot of these guys are contractors, so they own their own company, but they're contractors for the companies that you're hiring. So for example, you pick up the phone or you Google garage door repair and you find a listing at the top. Same day garage door repair. And you click it and you go to the website and they say same day garage door repair, you know, 20% off repair. Uh, call now to schedule. And you call. Uh, first things first, you want to make sure that they're local. Um, it could be going to a call center, which not all call centers are bad. But if that's all they are is a call center with like uh, where they're subcontracting out local labor, that's bad. Because we hear stories all the time about how that goes horribly wrong. However, you want to make sure they have a location here. And that can be tricky, too, because these guys have gotten really good. Um, but this is the most critical part for you as a homeowner or a business hiring a company to repair your garage door. If you think it's expensive hiring a professional company with certified residential and commercial service professionals, Try hiring one of these guys charging $69 for a spring because once they get in there, the price is going to go up to four, five, six, eight thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars. Uh, and then what they're going to do is they're going to say, Oh, hey, you know, the garage door is in much worse shape than we originally thought. Uh, or even worse, they're going to tell you it's $69. They're going to get there and say, Oh, that was just the labor to install the spring. You got to pay for the spring too. And they only change that one spring and they put the wrong spring on. And I've seen even some companies put on used springs they took off at the job before you. That's not even the right spring. I mean, so much of this goes on in our industry. It's really sad uh, and it's hard to educate the industry. So I'm really excited to be doing this podcast and sharing with you, our, our neighbors, our friends, our friends of friends, What's going on behind the scenes in the garage door industry? And to validate what I'm saying, you can do some research. If you go to, uh, da you can Google it, DASMA, D-A-S-M-A, Bad Bob. Um, so they've kind of coined these companies who rip customers off as Bad Bobs. How should the process go? Well, first of all, don't click the first link at the top when you're doing a search for garage door repair. And I'll tell you why. In order to get in that number one spot for garage door repair, they're paying 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, maybe even $100 just when you click that button, they have to pay that. Now, historically, you're going to get, if it's a well-done website, you're going to get about 30%, maybe 40% max of the people that click actually like call or schedule an appointment. So let's say you get four out of 10. Okay. So that's a 40, 40%. Um, the amount of money they just spent to get you as a customer already has them in the negative by a good bit. Then they have to consider their overhead, their parts, their technician, their time to drive out there. Uh, by the time it's all said and done, they have to sell you a repair at five or six hundred dollars minimum, period, to break even. 
So they're shooting for 1500 to try to make their profits. That's their thing. Uh, so you have to be fully aware of that situation when you're looking for a garage door company, because I think it's very important. And those guys play a lot in the ads at the top. Um, so Google's broken down into a couple sections. You have um, the sponsored section at the top, and uh, those are Google guaranteed. And I would like to tell you that it's legit, but there is some um, some spam that gets in there. Um, but they're paying for your uh, phone call. And then below that, sometimes you have uh, what we call Google ads. And all these are paid positions. But if you scroll down to the map where you see the map and you see the reviews and you see the address, that is where you want to probably focus your attention because number one, you can see reputation. You can see that they're local. You can Google the address and make sure it's legit. See if there's a sign on it. Um, because there's a lot of companies that are using like apartments or houses or co-working spaces uh, to fool people that they are local and they are not. Um, and then you've got uh, like, then you got the organic section below that, what we call the organic section. And a lot of times that's going to be companies like home advisor, Yelp, um, and then local companies as well. So uh, you don't want to click at the top because that's paid. These people have paid to be here and told Google they want to target this location. If you scroll down just a little bit to the maps, I think that's probably the best place to look. Read the reviews. See what people are saying. You can sort the reviews to check to see what the bad reviews are saying. Is the business responding to good and bad reviews? I think that's super important. So now that we've established like what you're looking for, I want to tell you a little bit about like how my company does things and how I believe business should be done, especially in scenarios like this. Number one, all of our employees are certified uh, through a company called IDEA. And IDEA, which can be found at, uh, I think it's dooreducation.com. Now, they're not going to blow you away with their website by any means. But they are the Institute of Door Dealer Education and Accreditation. And uh, as soon as someone starts with us, we register them and they got 30 days to pass their test. This test has to be taken in front of uh, someone. So um, we actually send them off to, I think, uh, Gwinnett Tech, if I'm not mistaken. The test is um, mailed down from IDEA and uh, our our I think they call them proctor testing, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But they have someone at Gwinnett Tech that literally watches you take the test, so you can't cheat. Anyway, long story short, all of our team is certified, um, educated. They know what they're doing. We train in customer service, sales, uh, business, leadership, um, and constantly we have a training center here. So uh, not self-promote. I'm just trying to explain what goes into what I believe to be a good company and good service professionals. We're constantly learning. We have a training center uh, that we can um, damage doors and put them back together, fix them, uh, teach guys how to do custom work. Uh, that's a little bit more complicated that maybe some of the other guys can't do in the area. 
um, cut our own springs, cut our own cables. Uh, so we, we teach and learn constantly because I feel like that's the best way for us to get ahead. So we're insured. You want to make sure the company's insured. You want to make sure that they have W-2 employees. I know I mentioned earlier, listen, there's a whole group of people who own their own companies that also work for these other companies. So I was mentioning earlier, I think I lost track. When you call that company, they're not sending an employee of ABC garage doors. They're going to send some other guy who just got finished working for one, two, three garage doors. And they call him and say, Hey, I've got a customer in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, I need you to go change their spring out. Okay, cool. So um, they get paid on a per job basis and they'll go out and they will sell you a spring and um, they don't care. It's not their business. Um, It makes no difference whether it's successful or not. There's no um, real like customer service experience. And if there's a dispute in the future, right, the owner of the company that you hired then has to reach out to the uh, the guy who changed the spring out, if he can get a hold of him, and then have a conversation about, hey, man, you got to go take care of this because you did the job and now there's an issue. Well, if he doesn't want to or he's backed up or busy because a lot of these guys are one-man jo- uh, companies, they could be backed up for a while and it could take some time. Um, and so there's a lot that goes into that. And I just wanted to share some of this information because I think it's valuable. And if I was shopping for garage door repair and a garage door repair company, these are the type of things that I would want to know. I would want to know that they use new springs and they replace both springs, that their people they're sending out are have background checks and insured and are certified uh, to perform the work that we do. In the garage door industry, there's no barrier of entry. Meaning, if you can buy parts, you can be a garage door guy. So that's why you have so many garage door companies. Because it makes no difference um, for these guys. They can literally start, I could start a garage door company tomorrow with no license, a truck, a couple hundred bucks in parts, and um, set up a home advisor account. Or go on Google and create a Google account. So... Uh, there's no shortage of that by any means. As a matter of fact, that's probably the majority. So you want to find a reputable company who does all these things. And I genuinely think like Atlanta does have some great, I mean, great garage door repair companies uh, outside of Aaron overhead doors. And if you do your research, you can find us, you can find them all over the country. Just keep in mind, Do your research on Bad Bob. There's plenty of information on how to avoid them on DASMA and the magazine. Read those. um, Educate yourself. It's very interesting. Our industry and the um, locksmith industry both get hit pretty hard. And why is that? It's because you are stuck out of your car and you're stuck in your garage and people panic and they want out. And this is the best, quickest, easiest way to do it. Um it is to possibly take advantage of people who are in a hurry. They Google garage door repair. They choose the first option. They call, and these guys know this. So they, they spend bukus of money to get at the top position. 
They get the phone call. They dispatch some stranger to your house. He fixes the garage door, but he charges an arm and a leg. Uh, and then now you're left with a little bit of a mess because it's probably not even done right. And uh, they're not licensed in our state in some cases, not insured. And um, I've talked to plenty of people who've been taking advantage of them uh, in, a, in a pretty bad way. As a matter of fact, some of these guys are going to prison for what they've done to people. I know there was just one that was prosecuted in California like a year, year and a half ago. Um, he charged an elderly lady like five or six grand, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, tried to encourage her to take it out of like an investment account or savings or whatever. Um, yeah, some pretty shady stuff and um, something that uh, I would definitely just warn you of. And when a garage door repair is done, they should walk you through everything, show you the parts that they took off your door. Uh, we do a safety inspection, so we check. I think it's like 32-point inspection. We check the door and motor, walk through everything, make sure everything's good. It's written, so we can email it to you. We use an iPad with a software called Service Titan. And Service Titan's the number one best, absolute, um, greatest software on the face of the planet when it comes to home services. And uh, it like when we come out, you're going to get a text message with a photo of your uh, service professional little bio, a link to track his vehicle. When he arrives, um, he's going to be there uh, being professional. He's going to have a uniform on. Uh, he's going to walk through the safety inspection after our findings. He's going to have a quote for you to approve. Um, and once you approve that quote, 99% of the time we can do the job right there because we stock our trucks properly. And so um, that is how a professional company does their business. And that's who I would recommend you hiring. So now you're armed with all the information you need to um, to choose the right company to repair your garage door. If you have any questions, uh, not only do we want to be like your garage door company, but we're here to help educate you in the process. So never feel like you can't reach out to us and ask us questions. So um, feel free to call if you have any questions at all regarding you know, garage door repair, you can test my, my girls who answer the phone. Uh, they're amazing. Uh, and we're constantly training and trying to make them better and have them better understand. Just keep in mind that it's hard. Like we can't really diagnose doors over the phone. Uh, but if you tell us what's going on, we might be able to give you a range. Uh, we don't play games, uh, with people. So we don't want to lead you in one direction and then get out there and, and have something look completely different. That doesn't look good for us and doesn't make you feel good about the experience. But we're trying to deliver an experience, and it's got to be a great one in order for it to live up to my expectations. So I hold my team to a really high uh, standard, and every morning we have a morning huddle, 15 minutes where we talk about the day, yesterday, and did we have any issues that we bumped into? And this is how we find breakdowns in our processes, and we have excellent communication within our team. So um, very few things slip through the cracks. But I just want to thank you for listening, taking the time to listen to the podcast on garage door repair, on the Aaron Overhead Doorcast, because I'm very passionate about educating consumers on hiring the right companies. And uh, there's plenty of great ones here in the Atlanta market, but there's definitely a majority of companies that aren't so great. And I just want to help you uh, make a good decision. And I think I can do that by equipping you with the information I did today. When you have a garage door repair, don't hesitate. 
to use the advice that I gave you to choose the right company. And if you need air and overhead doors, we're here for you in locations in Milton and Buford. And we service most of North Georgia. Thank you for following along and we'll see you next week.